0: The cult revival radio, currently going, going on, horror, science Gordon fiction, and fantasy, the maybe even a little as they are. but Sunday every the week the weekly, we talk weekly, about Victoria all things cult. For this week's episode, we are the going Comic to weekly, talk French French about superheroes, uh, uh, specifically TV superheroes, and the show's coming up this fall. Are we going all the way into the January releases, Mike, or just this fall?
1: Let's stick with the stuff this fall for now. Um, oh, there's a there's so many, and then there's a whole slew more in the spring.
0: So okay, and yeah, there is a lot. I I, I want to add this sort of caveat at the beginning. While I love superheroes and and I grew up on comic books, I'm kind of superheroed out on TV. Um, Me, personally, I don't think there's enough time to actually watch what's being aired. And from the research you've done, I can see that there is a ton more being aired. So let's start, I guess, with returning superhero shows. Um, Who's coming back for the fall?
1: We have um, the regular ones on the WB, Arrow. CW. CW.
0: You're showing your age, Mike.
1: Yeah. Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, they're all coming back. Legends of Tomorrow Tenaro is coming back. Um, DC's other show, Gotham, is coming back. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back. And then back. on Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back. Uh, Legion is coming back. But that's, not but that's spring. spring yeah. um, then Netflix just
0: released The Defenders. Which, which is a continuation of, of Daredevil and... Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones.
1: And then in November, Netflix is releasing their next series, which is The Punisher,
0: which is, she first showed up in Daredevil Season 2. Absolutely. Played by the actor who did uh, Shane on The Walking Dead. Yes. Great,
1: um, great actor.
0: Yeah, a I'm Great actually, job as Punisher. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about his portrayal of Frank Castle, although... As we know, my record with Netflix superhero shows, I probably won't watch it. Which is sad, because
1: that's some of the best stuff out there when it comes to superhero shows.
0: Oh, absolutely. I loved the the first episode of Daredevil. It was very cinematic, very well done, and I realized I couldn't watch it while I was multitasking, which was the problem. Um, I'm a fan of the DC shows on the CW, largely because they run the same tropes fairly regularly, or comic book tropes that I recognize, so I'm able to kind of... Half-watch. Yeah, write great papers, <laughs> um, do whatever, and, and really kind of enjoy the shows at the same time. Um, it's not TV viewing or Netflix viewing that requires me to be totally into it. Uh, not to mention, I've got young sons who absolutely love the show, so it's a little bit of family bonding um, and I have to admit that Green Arrow has always been my favorite superhero. But So, so we're talking about the, the superhero shows that are currently returning. Uh, before we talk about the new ones, because I know they sort of go all over the map, what makes a superhero? Is it just a guy in funny tights? Well, I mean, first of all, you have to be a hero
1: before the super. So you have to be willing to sacrifice for others. I mean, that's kind of what a hero does. Whether that sacrifice is just a matter of your time, you know, you're spending your time helping others, or if it's a deeper sacrifice where you're willing to put yourself in danger to help others or save others. Okay. I mean, by that definition, a paramedic is a hero. Fireman is a hero. A... Police officer is a hero. All these people are heroes. In the same way, a missionary could be a hero if he's out trying to do... It, it, the, the kind that are out there building um,
0: houses for people. So, and, Jimmy Carter.
1: Yeah, I mean... Habitat for Humanity, yeah, is his baby. for Humanity is, is those people, most of those people are volunteers. They're giving of themselves to help others. So, they're sacrificing their own
0: time to benefit other people. That's that's heroic. Okay, so so that makes a hero, and, and I agree with that. I'm not sure that Habitat for Humanity, the reality TV series or comic book, would actually get many viewers. So there's obviously something on top of that that makes a superhero, that's or makes a hero super. You have to, uh, I mean, if you look at comic books, a
1: superhero is someone that is gifted beyond a normal person. Okay. okay. Um, and then they choose to use their gifts to help people. And whether that is something like Superman, who has massive abilities beyond a regular person, or someone like Batman, who's really a regular guy, but because of his training and wealth and gadgets, had and gadgets beyond an all- and intelligence. I mean, Batman started out as the world's greatest detective. And right. was what made him who Well, he it was.
0: started out in detective comics. I mean, um, there's a reason- And and I think, honestly, Batman, Arrow, Iron Man, these heroes have always sort of been my favorite because they are regular people who have sort of a pronounced skill set and a desire to do something different, which isn't always heroic. I mean, Batman and Arrow sometimes can be very anti-hero, can be very revenge-driven. And yet, ultimately, I think it's, like you said earlier, it's working for the greater good. Um, I've always kind of looked at Superman and went, yeah, if you had all those powers and your bulletproof and your, you know, all of the stuff he can do, it's really a no brainer that you're going to save people or become a super villain.
1: And it's. Yeah, I mean, it's. You could say that there's no real challenge for him. And yeah. If you look at Golden Age Superman, where he was incredibly powerful and can move planets, yes, nothing was really a challenge for him, except for the built in weaknesses that the writers gave him just because they had to make something a challenge. But it's still a matter of choice on whether you're a hero or not. I, I just, I, I mean, he I look at it and say it's not much of a choice. You know, so many people, when it comes down to it, choose themselves over everyone else. True for that. And if you were selfish and had those powers, you're a supervillain. You're a, you know, Superman could have been the biggest bank robber in the world. Never been, you
0: know. He would have. Be caught. He probably would have had to change his name from Superman, but so. Arrow sort of plays with the regular guy who does heroic things and and does them to a level that we can't. Flash, you know, has the actual superpowers and and chooses to be the good guy. Gotham, from what I've seen, really doesn't focus much on the superhero. It's more the villains. Yeah, the the cavalcade of villains, which I think is interesting because some of, I mean, the Joker and um, Penguin, Some of the Batman villains are actually some of the more interesting villains in comic book lore, and it's sort of nice to see them. A lot of that depends on the writers. Um, Gotham's done
1: a very good job of making those villains interesting and eminently watchable. Absolutely. Um, But a good writer can take a villain that you haven't really thought of and show them in such a way that they become more interesting
0: Right. Well, they've done that a lot with Magneto and the X-Men. He started out as a very sort of oh, hey, he has superpowers, he's bad. And then they've played up his storyline and really shown over the years that he may be bad, but he thinks he's doing things for the right reasons, and I I think it makes him more interesting. A lot of that's been in the movies, too, where um, Magneto and uh, Xavier, you, you get that whole backstory. But so, for the fall, we've got the returning shows that we mentioned. What are the new shows? What sort of heroes, superheroes do we expect? And are they superheroes?
1: Marvel's big one, um, other than The Punisher, which is a new new show that comes out in November, uh, another sort of anti hero, in that he's unlike your traditional heroes, he has no problems with
0: killing. Um, right. Well, I mean, uh, Castle Frank Castle's the Punisher's name, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, his backstory is, uh, depending on which version you read, he was like uh, a law enforcement FBI type or judge type, that and was um, some. I, when I was a kid in reading it, he had been like an FBI agent or something. But his family is completely murdered by, at least in the the, ver- the series I read. <laughs> Murdered by organized crime, and the whole point he becomes a quote-unquote superhero is because he's killing all the people that murdered his family. Again, maybe more anti-hero than, than superhero, but definitely part of, of the mystique. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to, um, I'm just going to say Shane, from Walking down I can't remember his name, see his portrayal of the character. See, in which case, you need to watch season two of Daredevil,
1: because that is that does his backstory that is the introduction of the Punisher as a character in the
0: Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, but then I'd have to watch season one of Daredevil. And and being a graduate student at OU, working on my thesis, time sometimes is an element. So we've got Punisher coming on Netflix, you said, in November? Yes. Um, about the same time that Thor gets released to theaters, which we will talk in depth about Thor, I think, closer to that. Um, there's Then so some- you have on ABC
1: the big... But the show that Marvel's I think, pushing the most is The Inhumans. comes out end of September, I think the 29th, on, is when it airs on ABC. Two weeks prior to that, though, the first two
0: episodes will be released in IMAX theaters across the nation. Awesome. Which means we know that this TV show is going to be very cinematic, or they wouldn't spend the time to the do it in IMAX. two
1: episodes... Were completely shot in IMAX, as well as I think what I read some additional stuff later through the season is being shot in IMAX also.
0: Now, are they going to continue the story arc introduced in Agents of Shield with the Inhumans? Because we've we've seen them play out after the first episode.
1: We are being introduced to the traditional Inhumans from the comics uh, in this series. So, both the royal family. Of the Inhumans.
0: Will this cross over into the cinematic universe, or are they going to keep it separate? It's all cinematic universe. Okay. Um, I think I had read earlier this summer they were thinking about keeping the Inhumans out of the cinematic, but Marvel has a tendency to lie when they don't want us to
1: know stuff. Pretty much everything Marvel is doing itself is Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Cool, Which I I think is a fascinating move, Um, although sometimes it makes it a little more difficult if you don't have time to watch everything.
1: Well, the Netflix stuff has, is, is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and there are little Easter eggs that show that it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe without you needing to watch any of the Marvel Netflix stuff. Right.
0: Well, and, and to, the to Netflix shows, I mean, the superpowers we see from these heroes and the heroes they picked have a tendency to be facing smaller-scale foes. Um, you know, I mean, Daredevil has... Always been an amazing superhero, but he's he's looked out for the little guy, in... Um, and he's you know power level if you compare him to
1: Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, some of these people, he's just not right. in their
0: in their weight class. But but at the same time, Hawkeye, who has a bow and arrow, somehow manages to be. So um, I'm glad that they're they're introducing that or keeping that within the cinematic universe, but also sort of keeping it separate because. I like Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen. I don't know that I would like him in a big fight scene with uh, Ant-Man when he's expanded, because my thought would just be he would step on Daredevil. And sadly, he wouldn't even see it coming. Sorry, I had to take that joke. Um, So Inhumans on ABC, are you going to watch it? Uh, I will
1: watch at least the beginning, see how they do it. Uh, Marvel's big thing with the Inhumans, the reason why they wanted to greenlight this a few years ago is because they don't have the rights
0: to their own X titles. Right, so they can't really use the mutants.
1: Yes, and so the Inhumans allow them to use some of a lot of those same things that the mutants have done for years with Marvel, which is prejudice and persecution because of who they are, which is... Pretty much when the X Men was created, that's what they were about. About they were about filling outcasts being persecuted for who you are, um, and Marvel is taking that same vein, but with the Inhumans, and they've shown that with Agents of Shield, with the Inhumans, which they introduced on there, is that you know the world fears and hates them the same way the world fears and hates mutants.
0: Right. Well, and in the movies, I mean, when uh, Civil War you start seeing the idea in the comic books of what was mutant registration. I mean, that's what causes the fight between Stark and Cap. Well, that is actually in the comics, that is superhero registration.
1: Right. Um, In the comics, the the Civil War was about registration.
0: They were registering any more superpowers, mutant or not. Well, I I know that in the X-Men series that was part of that bigger thing... They really, and the X Men in different times focus on the idea of we have to register mutants, we have to know who these people are. And I mean, that goes over to superpowers. And I mean, in the movies, they're calling them enhanced. That's how they referred to uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who were Wanda and Peter. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Inhumans give them that chance to play out those same storylines, uh, both in TV and in the movie, which is kind of. Alright, so I think we covered a lot today with the new shows and uh, discussion about mutant registration. Can't wait for Thor Ragnarok to come out, even though it's not going to cover Civil War. Although it might, you never know, it's Marvel. But we're going to cut the podcast a little bit short this week. Uh, We've got a lot of reading to do because of the submissions for our first anthology, which will be available in November in the Kindle store. But starting October 1st, we will have a different zombie story every day up on the website. Uh, you still have time to submit. doesn't close until the 28th of September. A little over a week, I think eight days at this point. But uh, if you've got that zombie story, we will take reprints. Uh, it's just got to be good, and it's got to be zombie. God. We will catch you next week on Astounding Radio. I All the time. finally really did it. You made it! You
1: blew it up!